what? We're going to have a new addition to our family. Well, shouldn't you be sitting on it, waiting for it to hatch? Starcy, you're gonna have a baby? Better. We're gonna have a teenager. <laughs> well, then, can I strongly recommend that you have a cesarean? <laughs> No, Kelly. My niece, Amber, is coming from Los Angeles to stay with us for a while. Anyway, Amber's parents think she's been hanging out with the wrong crowd in L.A., getting a little too wild, so I'm going to teach her traditional Midwestern values. Like what, wearing print dresses, serving lots of tuna casserole, and getting fat? <laughs> exactly. Hi, I'm Marcy's niece, Amber. <laughs> You're Amber? Yeah. I'm hiding from my aunt. Do you mind if I get out of these sticky clothes and take a shower? So, now that you've showered and lotioned up <laughs> and eaten a banana in front of me, <laughs> what, uh, what brings you to Chicago? Marcy sent me first-class plane tickets. Oh. Must have been a great trip. It was. I cashed him in and hitchhiked. <laughs> Bud, it's me, Amber. Amber? What are you doing over here? Well, I had to go somewhere. And since Aunt Marcy said never, ever, ever to come over here, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Juliet Tablack also known as Marcy's niece, Amber, and you are listening to the Married with Children podcast. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Married with Children fans worldwide, welcome today to a special edition of the Married with Children podcast. Chris and I have the distinct honor and privilege of interviewing an actress whose character was a very integral part of the storylines for season nine. We were introduced to her character Amber last week in the joint Team Australia, Team Chris and Luigi review of season nine, episode four, Naughty But Nice. And here she is with us today in the nudie bar, the one, the only, Dr. Julia Tablick. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, Chris and I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and our listeners. My pleasure. So, the last time you're married with children fans, including Chris and myself, saw you on screen was in Season 9, Episode 22, on April 9th, 1995, in the episode entitled User Friendly. Everyone will hear Chris and I review that episode this summer, and now we will probably have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like a lifetime ago, huh? Oh my gosh, so long ago. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We looked you up on IMDb, and there's not much info there about you, but you know, where did you grow up, how you got into acting? Yeah, 
And what have you done since uh, the Married with Children fans saw you on screen? Uh, so we know that you're a chiropractor, a Pilates instructor. So tell us. Yeah. So I grew up in San Jose, California until I was about 15 and then we moved to Los Angeles uh, to Pasadena and I ended up going to the Los Angeles County High School for the Arts there which was an art high school and I got interested in acting then and after high school when I graduated I wasn't quite ready to go to school to college yet and so I decided to pursue acting so I went out and I paid 150 bucks and got some headshots and sent them out to, at the time there was a bookstore called the Samuel French bookstore and you could go and buy plays and things. And they had a, a book of all the agents in Los Angeles in there. And I sent it out to, I sent my headshot and my resume, which was almost nothing, um, out to as many people as I could. And then I just took meetings with people and got an agent. And then I started going on auditions um, and probably married with children was in I think I was maybe 19 when I did that. So that was maybe my second year of, of auditioning. And, and then I got that part. So that's kind of how, how that happened. That's how I, I, not sure how I got interested in acting. I think I just always had interest in it. I was, when I grew up, I did musical theater locally. I was just always interested in doing something like that. And so I, I tried it out. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I was always curious, were you, um, were you a fan of Married with Children before you first appeared on it? Or like, uh, did, you, did you just kind of see that they were casting for a, a female support character? Or how did that come about? Yeah, I actually did not watch the show before. I mean, I watched it before I was on it because I wanted to know what I was, what I was doing, what I was getting into and what was happening. Right. But I, I didn't watch the show very often. I mean, maybe I had seen it, you know, once or twice, but I hadn't really right. seen a lot of the episodes um, before I did the show. That's cool. And what, what was it like working on, you know, the set, you know, just, I guess, working with um, you think about a lot of the really cool actors that have come from there, performers, Ed O'Neill, Katie Seagal, Christina Applegate, David Faustino, what was it like working with those other performers? And uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was really my first big job. So I was a little bit nervous for sure. <laughs> but I, I felt very supported by each of the cast members. They were really lovely. And I just remember just even like being in the scene or being part of it and just thinking what great actors all those people were. All the, you know, the different characters. So it was a just really cool experience to watch really seasoned actors do their craft. It was really amazing. Um, and everyone was lovely and nice, and I felt very welcomed and supported. Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, it's funny, you know, I would have never guessed that that was your first or one of your first um, acting gigs because you seemed like a seasoned actress. I remember back as a kid watching Married with Children, and, and I would say you and Griff, who was Al's, sidekick at the store were like my favorite support characters like in the That's whole awesome. series <laughs> so. yeah I think I think that he and I came in he was maybe a little before me but kind of around the same time so we were sort of Griff the character Griff we yeah, were sort of new together yeah Har Harold Sylvester yeah yeah you're exactly right we, we spoke about that uh, Luigi uh, just a couple weeks ago didn't we 
Yeah, I just remember thinking he was so just a really kind human, really welcoming person. Yeah, he seems like it. He was pretty funny. I mean, both you guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, with IMDb nowadays, you can go on and look up almost anything, you know, but before the time of IMDb where you could look so much up, if someone would have asked me, hey, how many appearances did Amber make in Married with Children? I probably would have guessed 15 or 20 because like all of your appearances are so they feel really prominent and really memorable. <laughs> so you left, wow. uh, you, le- you left a really good impression. I think you're very well beloved within the fan base. That's pretty cool. That's neat. Thank you. We reviewed your first episode last week. Yes. And we will, Chris and I will be reviewing uh, two more of your episodes in the coming weeks. Oh, cool. And of your four episodes that you were in, you were prominent in three of them. Okay. Your second appearance was a very short scene. Uh, that was a bedroom scene. Aunt Marcy, do you have a heating pad? Uh, there's one in the nightstand. Are you sick? I'm on my period. You know how it is. Yeah, I know the feeling. I've gone to the super tampons lately myself. <laughs> the things that happen when you forget to pack your cyanide pill. Want to see? <sighs> Not here. We don't want to wake Uncle Jefferson. Right. Right. But the the last one, actually, this that was the episode called User Friendly. That was the whole virtual, uh, what is it, the whole virtual <laughs> sex. Uh, Yes. Like uh, outfit. I mean, yeah. what, I, what I thought about, like in 1995, when that aired, I mean, that was pretty much like science fiction. Yeah, true. I mean, the, the whole concept was science fiction. I mean, and today, <laughs> I mean, almost 30 <laughs> years later, it's, it's I mean, 26 years later. I mean, it's uh, science fact. Exactly. I know. That's pretty crazy, huh? Amber? Surprised to see me in your fantasy, bud? No. No, not at all. I mean, it is my fantasy. So, so now what do we do? We have sex. We do. I mean, I mean, just like that. None of that pretending to respect you or any of that other junk women devote entire magazines to. Nope. Do with me what you will. Hog, hog. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that you know Chris and I will talk about uh, when we get there. But uh, that was uh, that was very funny for us. Now, I mean, of your four appearances, like what? I mean, do you have a favorite or a favorite scene? Um, I mean, or do you even watch it? I mean, I guess that's that's a question. Uh, yes, I've seen the episodes. I think. My favorite was the first, the very first one that I did. And the scene that sticks out in my mind is when I'm sitting on the bed, my character is sitting on the bed with Bud and he's rubbing my shoulders. And I said, there was a line in there and it was like, oh, you know, your hands are really strong, especially your right one. (laughs) Do you work out? Hey, this is great. Gee, I hope I don't wake up with the whole family staring at me. Again. Ooh, your hands feel so strong. 
Especially the right one. <laughs> Do you work out? Kind of. <laughs> and I actually didn't really know what that joke meant at all. Like, I just was saying the, the line. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't even know it was that funny. And all, everybody started laughing so hard at that joke. And I actually started laughing, like, and kind of broke the scene because I didn't, wasn't expecting that at all because I actually – I just didn't know what the joke meant. But so that was – then I got the joke once people started laughing. Um, but I think that was kind of a memorable moment for me. But it, I just remember it being a lot of fun. And it was really fun to hear people laugh. And, you know, it's a neat thing to, to bring laughter to something. So uh, Annabelle, like I said, our a cream of the crop married with children a fan you know, of the whole entire world based in Australia. So she has a question for you. Mm -hmm. And probably don't have the answer, but we have to ask it anyway. Okay. So we had Amanda Burse on the podcast a couple of years ago, and she was interviewed by Alex. And Annabelle, after the fact, she was like, I want to know what Marcy's last name is, her maiden name. So she wanted to know, did you have in the script a last name for your character? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think so, though. It was just Amber. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we, we thought so, but, but no, we thought so. But it was like, you know, uh, if there's one person who is a font of Married with Children trivia, it is her. I mean, she, if she's probably watched every single episode a hundred times. I've probably watched everyone at least 50 times each. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Juliet, this is a question that our great Annabelle was curious about. So you were uh, lucky enough to be in season nine when they celebrated the 200th episode of Married with Children. Did you get a chance to go to the, the celebration? And what was that like? I don't, I think I did to be, I, I think I did. I don't, I remember having fun and that's pretty much all I remember. And I, I mean, I'm only remembering it now. Like I, I totally had forgotten about that. But I did go. They had a, I think they had a big party, and I was invited, and it was really fun. That's well, pretty much what I remember, yeah. Great. Yeah, I know that was like 26 years ago now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure flies, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, some people don't remember a party from like last weekend, right? right <laughs> if, exactly. if they were allowed to have one. But exactly. Yeah. We, we thought we would ask. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Chris and I, we, we both watched the show first run. I, I watched the premiere in uh, 1987, and I was just shy of nine years old. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> and, and, and Chris, uh, and Chris uh, I mean, I think you were just coming out of diapers, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was way out of diapers by then, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know why I was allowed to watch this show so young, but I, I watched it like in elementary school. It's pretty funny, but uh, that's so funny that you say your your uh, favorite episode uh, is your first appearance uh, there with Bud, because that's like probably my favorite Bud Bundy episode in the whole series. There's oh, there's cool. another really yeah there's another really good one that from season six I believe where he jumps out of an airplane for a girl <laughs> to try to impress her. But that's uh, funny. 
yeah, it's close between that scene and the scene you just talked about on the bed. It's, you know, one A and one B for my favorite scenes in the whole series. But All so right. I, it, it, it's, it makes me feel good that you like that scene, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I got to ask, are you uh, are you in touch with anyone from the Married with Children family, either, the, you know, the actors or any of the behind the scenes people or anyone like that? I am not. No. OK. Yeah. We've, we've encountered, so like on our podcast, so again, Amanda Burst was on, Ed Bell, uh, who played Bob Rooney, he's on our Facebook page and he drops in from time to time. David Faustino is aware of us, although he is not, uh, has not been on or has like sort of uh, spoken with us. Anyone else? I'm thinking, Chris? I think we have, doesn't Annabelle, I think she has a connection with the dog trainer, I believe, that trained Bucky. Oh, cool. So that's kind of cool. Uh, it was, I think we, as we said just before we started recording, you know, this is sort of like a fun thing that we do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, have, uh, we have a pretty, I mean, our Facebook page, I think we're like approaching 3,000 people. Wow. At this point, we, you know, issue uh, an episode a week. We have probably about 1,000 listens a month or so. Uh, so we, we try that's to keep great. it, li- yeah, we try to keep it lighthearted. We yeah. try to uh, make it uh, make it fun. We we overanalyze scenes, so so <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've listened to uh, any of our podcasts. I listened to one that Chris sent me. I think it was with Amanda Beers. Okay, yeah. yes. So very similar to this type of style where we're interviewing someone. But uh, yeah, like if if you listen to one of our normal podcasts, it's like we literally like break down sentences, you know, <laughs> and like, we, like from, from our my perspective, it's like I like to get into the head of the writer. Yeah. It's like, what was the writer trying to say? Like, and, you know, where some of these jokes come from? That's great. Which actually leads me to one question for you. Yeah. Uh, so usually, you know, what we've heard is that Many times the writers of the show would get to know the actor or actress and try to put elements of that person into the character. So was there a part of Juliet that was written into the character of Amber? Mm, I don't think so. I think it it was something they had already written. And then I just kind of, I mean, so probably there's parts of me that are like that because it was a good match. Um, for them but I I don't know that it was you know that there were specific characteristics of mine that were put into that okay yeah bud I think it's so sexy what you're doing for your sister how sexy do you think it is on a scale of one to do I get some (laughs) let's do it the greatest yeah damned if i do this for him well you played it really really well i mean you came (laughs) off really natural (laughs) well thank you yeah no problem i'm just curious do 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 people ever recognize you when you're just i know you know you run the business there in los gatos but do people ever recognize you if you if you're out for lunch or if you're walking on the streets or whatever either as the character of amber or anything else that doesn't happen, but what does happen is, like, for example, I'll have a patient who needs to Google the office phone number or something, and so they type in my name, and then they find out that I was an actress. So nobody, like, recognizes me on the street or anything, but I'll have 
patients come into the office like, hey, I didn't know you were an actress. I was looking you up and, and so then we, we talk about that. So that's, that's pretty much it. Nothing like on the street walking around or anything. Okay. That's cool. So, so when we did some research on IMDb, you had appearances on the Larry Sanders show. Yes. Nowhere Man. And it also said that you directed something called He's So Fine in 1993. I did not direct that, but I was in it. It was like, like a kind of low budget independent film that someone else directed. Yeah. So we can correct IMDb. Not that we can, but all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about some of your other, um, your other acting experience other than Married with Children. I know Luigi mentioned the Larry Sanders show, Nowhere Man, and uh, He's So Fine. I guess just talk a little bit about that. Was that something yeah. you enjoyed? Or was those just kind of stepping stones to get to Married with Children? Or Absolutely. So my very, very first job was on a show called In the Heat of the Night with Carol O'Connor. And I was 18 and flew out to Georgia to do an episode. And I just remember how gracious Carol O'Connor was. And it was such a cool experience to be with such a seasoned actor and Mm -hmm. just kind and gracious person. So that was lovely. And I had a really neat time on that show. And then I think probably one of my favorite things that I did was the Larry Sanders show. That was a truly incredible experience. I think Gary Shandling is one of the funniest humans. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was pretty much laughing the whole time I was there. And it was, as an actress, it was such a great experience. I was surrounded by incredible talent and it was really, really fun. So I would say that that was a really, really cool experience. And one of my favorites for sure. And she's so fine. I just, I just, I don't remember a lot about that, except I met two, two people like that became my girlfriends later on. That was fun. And then what was the, oh, Nowhere Man. That was really fun too. I got to go to Portland, Oregon for that. My name is Thomas Vale, or at least it was. I'm a photographer. I had it all. A wife, Allison, friends, a career. And in one moment, it was all taken away all because of a single photograph. I have it, they want it, and they will do anything to get the negative. I'm keeping this diary as proof that these events are real. I know they are. They have to be. The lead actor was really great, and again, just very welcoming and generous and... I had fun because I played kind of a homeless girl. So I got to be like a little dirty and kind of rough. And that was really fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all of them were, I had really great experiences. It was really, really fun. 
That's great. I um I love in the heat of the night. By the way, I had no idea you were in that. That's so funny. Yeah, that was my that's... very first job, and that's how I got my Screen Actors Guild card. That's amazing. I'm gonna have to look up that episode and watch because I love that show. I love Carol O'Connor too. I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same here. I mean, when he finished, you know, All in the Family and then Archie Bunker's Place, I remember it was the mid '80s that he you know, start in that series. And I watched it, you know, for him. I mean, it was interesting, you know, here's a guy from Queens, New York. And so Juliet, I'm from Queens, New York. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I knew people growing up who spoke like Archie Bunker. They were my my neighbors. And, you know, he he had that accent spot on. And then to see him with this Southern drawl. Yeah. You know, like to hear that. And, you know, he had a completely different character of almost the exact opposite of Archie Bunker yeah, uh, was, was really like, I mean, again, as, as I mind you, like I'm a young kid, I was probably like seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, but I, I really appreciated television and I appreciated, you know, I appreciated the comedy that he had, but you know, it was really seeing him in a drama, uh, you know, in a drama setting. So yeah, well, those are great memories. Yeah. I remember, kind of having that experience too. I used to watch All in the Family when I was little. I totally loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And I obviously know that actors aren't their characters, but you know, you sort of expect a person to maybe be similar to that. And he was not at all, obviously. He was very gentle and kind and sincere and loving. And so it was, I had that same experience that you had where it was like, wow, that's so different from the, the character. Yeah, it shows amazing range as a performer. It's almost like when you think about Al Bundy and Jay Pritchett, you know, when you look at what uh, Ed O'Neill does now on Modern Family or did Uh last season, you think about how different the characters of Al Bundy and and Jay Pritchett are. Absolutely. They're like like polar opposites when you really think about it. And the same with um, Archie Bunker and uh, Chief Gillespie from uh, In the Heat of the Night. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, one of the things uh, we, we talk about on the podcast, we talk about a lot of classic television, sort of like the inspiration for the writing of, mm-hmm. of, of the show, of Married with Children. But, you know, we sort of d- dive into the past, you know, because it's like probably Married with Children couldn't have been written had not All in the Family had been written or something yeah. like The Honeymooners. Because one of the things we talk about is, you know, the, the 1980s had all of these very, I guess the, the word might be saccharine. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitcoms where it was like you know you had the the perfect family you know the perfect husband and the perfect wife and those nice kids who maybe had some bad friends and you know at the end of the episode there's this big hug and there's this moral lesson that's taught to the viewer and married children came and just sort of thumbed their nose at that and it's like no we're going to make fun of everyone and we're going to do it in such a way that we just want to make you laugh and we're going to do something outrageous yep (laughs) yeah i remember you know just in the few episodes that i was in where they would have to rewrite certain jokes because you know they couldn't have that many jokes that were too kind of outrageous right so they had to like negotiate what jokes they could have. Like if they had a diarrhea joke, they couldn't also have a period joke or whatever. So I remember that happening, you know, just in the the few times that I was there. (laughs) One question I have for you is wardrobing. Yes. This is a a question that uh, Annabelle would ask. So she really pays attention to uh, wardrobe. So you were uh, typically very uh, scantily dressed 
Yes. <laughs> so, so, so like, I mean, like, what was that like? I mean, were you like, wow, like I, they want me to wear that or. To be honest, that's what I, that I was wearing that kind of stuff in my life. You know, it was the nineties and some of that was just really in like the crop tops. And I think they're back now, by the way. So just some of that was really in, like, I think even in a couple of the episodes, I'm wearing my own shoes. So, and I, on my audition, I remember I wore Levi's and I rolled the top of the Levi's over and I wore a half shirt. I mean, that's what I wore to the audition. So I think I was actually wearing those clothes. So I didn't really think about it that much, That I didn't feel like I was wearing less than I normally would. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you were in a couple of slips and a few scenes. Yeah. I mean, obviously I didn't walk around outside in the slip. Right. No, uh, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I don't remember feeling uncomfortable about it at all. Okay. Yeah. Juliet, you had a, a what, you know, what I think anyone would consider to be an, an, an amazing start to your career at a really young age, you know, as a teenager. What, mm-hmm. We were curious, what made you leave the industry? Because you were on all these shows, um, you, you know, four, we're counting four or five different shows. Um, mm-hmm. What made you leave the industry and go into uh, wellness? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that happens, you know, I was so young, I was 18, 19 years old. And that's a time when you're just really kind of finding your own voice, your own self. Mm -hmm. And I think as time was kind of going on, there was just a lot of opinions about me because you're basically the product. So it's a lot of opinions about what I should wear and, should I wear more makeup or shorter shirt or, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I think I just got to a point where I realized it felt unhealthy to me. And I Mm -hmm. just felt like I didn't really know myself well enough to kind of continue in a direction in that direction that I was going. Like I felt like my, my mental state wouldn't be very good if I kept going. And I actually started to have kind of like a little bit of anxiety and, you know, I, I just didn't feel so great. So I decided that I was just going to stop because I wasn't, I didn't know I was going to not ever do it again, but I just thought I'm just going to take some time off and just kind of just get to know myself and, and work on myself a little bit. And then as I was doing that, I started just becoming interested in other things like wellness and, and health and things like that. Okay. So there was no, yeah, there was no big event that happened. It was just more like, I didn't feel like I knew myself well enough to, be in that environment. Like I could see how a Lindsay Lohan happens or a Britney Spears situation, you know, where you just don't really know who you are and there's a lot of opinions around you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, that, that definitely makes sense. I think all, I don't think there's a person on earth that when they're 18, 19 years old, they, they, at that point, they're still trying to find themselves. <laughs> if, you, oh, yeah. um, if you would have asked me when I was 18, I probably would have told you I'd be playing in the NBA now, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead, instead, I'm a flight attendant. <laughs> right. A little so, different. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, um, I, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the Bay Area. You mentioned San Jose earlier. Yeah. I, um, I was a San Francisco-based flight attendant for three and a half years. Oh, cool. And, uh, I stayed there in, I don't know if you're familiar with Burlingame and San Bruno. Yep. Yeah. It's right outside of the SFO airport. I stayed there for about three and a half years and I, nice. uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a lot more expensive than where I live. I'm, I'm from Houston, Texas, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. So, so well, a, lot of, a lot of Californians are moving out there now. 
Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> that's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. yeah, you know, San Francisco has a lot of great things about it, including the weather and scenery and and things like and sights and things like that. But it sure is expensive. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's pretty crazy here. Yeah, it is beautiful yeah. though. <laughs> so, just reading here, uh, since the end of your acting days, you focused on wellness, Pilates, chiropractic work and have started the Los Gatos Wellness Center in Los Gatos, California. Uh, Absolutely. Did you want to talk a little bit about your business? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so I have a women's health practice. We see men too, but it's mostly women. And I specialize in female hormones, anything to do with female hormones and also pregnancy, fertility, things like that. I did not know that's what I would be specializing in. I, I actually, before I bought this practice, I was working in the practice as a chiropractor there. And then the, kind of like your podcast story, the owner decided to sell the practice and I bought the practice and sort of inherited the women's health component. Um, and as it turns out, I just really, really love it. It's so interesting to me and really, really fun working with lots of women on all kinds of different um, health issues. So that's mostly what we do. I also, I still have Pilates in my office and I do kind of Pilates-based rehab with people. So sort of when they're moving into their next phase of care, they've gotten, you know, chiropractic adjustments, you know, we address nutrition and supplements and different things like that. And when they're ready to kind of move on to more rehabbing, say that they have a shoulder problem and they need to rehab the shoulder, then we'll do some Pilates-based rehab sessions. And I I teach and I also have uh, an instructor that teaches as well. And we have in our office a massage therapist and an acupuncturist and an esthetician who also does like energy work. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. One of the questions I had, so, you know, uh, Chris and I did our research on you. (laughs) Uh, So on your website, so that's at for everyone, www.losgatoswellness.com. And you also have a Facebook page. So if you search for Los Gatos Wellness, you could find your practice. Yes. I guess I assume you wrote this. You said that you'd had an autoimmune issues when you were younger and a chiropractor sort of inspired you. Your, your chiropractor that you were seeing inspired you to become a chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, I guess some of our listeners would say, it's like, how'd you go from acting to chiro- chiropractor and like and it's not like something you know like some people I guess when you're kids they say it's like oh you know when I grow up I want to be a policeman I want to be a, a nurse I want to be an astronaut like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> how did you how did you get to being a chiropractor yeah so I actually shortly after I stopped acting I just started getting really sick like um, I was maybe 23, 22 years old, so pretty young and like a time when you should be feeling like a rock star. And I just remember one morning I woke up and all of my joints hurt so bad and I could barely walk. And I was like, Som- this, something's wrong. And so nobody could figure out what was going on for about three years. And finally, I had taken some blood work and they diagnosed me with an autoimmune disease called lupus. And the person who gave me the diagnosis said, well, just take these pills. And I, and I just, I don't even know why, but I said, well, why, you know, what are they going to do? And he said, well, it's going to stop the progression of the disease. And I said, well, how do you know it's going to progress? And he was like, well, it does. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, 
I don't know. This feels weird. Give me a few months. I'm going to just see what I can do about it on my own. And so I was seeing this chiropractor at the time and I told him about it. And so he helped me change what I was eating. Um, So I just stopped eating like sugar and dairy and gluten and kind of inflammatory foods. Um, And literally just, just starting there doing that within two weeks, I felt so much better. And then I started, I was going to a church in Los Angeles at the time as well called Agape, which is actually David Faustino introduced me to that church. So, oh, cool. Yeah, that's how I ended up there. And I learned how to meditate and pray. And so I started doing that. I started doing yoga three times a week. I just basically changed my whole entire life. And I went back three months later and had my blood work done. And they were like, oh my God, what did you do? Like, basically, you know, I, I had healed to myself and, you know, I've had over times little flare ups here and there, but for the most part, I've just managed it with eating the right things and managing my stress. And so that's how I got really interested in health. You know, I realized that, oh, wow, like here's this big problem that somebody was just going to give me a pill for, which sometimes you need to take them. I'm not dissing that at all, but I felt like maybe there is a different way for me And there was, you know, and so it just opened my eyes to this whole world of wellness and well-being. And and I wanted to help people know that for themselves like I did. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they they talk about clean living. I mean, one thing I have to say is like I I did find your uh, YouTube channel. Uh, So Mm -hmm. for all of our listeners, uh, if you search on YouTube for Juliet Tablak, T-A-B-L-A-K, you could find her YouTube channel. A lot of your videos have recently have been on meditation, and you have a few yes. also on Pilates. But uh, yes. I have actually uh, watched them, and I have done the meditation. So all right, uh, cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, but the one thing I do want to say is like, sort of seeing you on the videos and looking back at you, you know, twenty six years ago. I mean, you win the uh, twenty six year challenge. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess now that you've oh. told us it's like clean living is like that's what it'll do. I mean. Man, I'd love yeah. to look like I'm 22 again. You know? uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think you've aged a day in 25 years. I mean, 26 years. It's amazing. You sound exactly the same, too, honestly. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just got to take care of what you got, right? Absolutely. Definitely. You know, you mentioned yoga. Yoga yeah. must do incredible wonders because I, I have friends, you know, like I'll ask them who they just look amazing. And I'm, I'll ask them, I'm like, man how much time do you spend in the gym or how much time do you spend running or jogging a week? And she's like, I don't run or lift weights at all. I just do yoga. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. It, it yeah. must really, really do some amazing things. Hey, I was curious, how has the COVID era affected your business? Had it, has it made things more difficult or do you find that you have more customers that are wanting to work on, uh, you know, more patients, I guess should say that want to focus on health or like, how has COVID affected you? Yeah, I think in the beginning, you know, everybody was just more afraid, right? So the, there was a rough couple months for the business, which I'm sure everyone experienced. Right. Um, but then, you know, what I found was that because of what's going on, people are really, really interested in building their health. So I'm getting more and more people that are not just like fix my back pain today. And and that's it. It's like, what can I really do to build health in my life so that I stay healthy? So I would say the quality of people coming in is much higher than before COVID. And I've always had 
fantastic patients in my office. It's just, you know, people are really, really desiring to really build health, change their lifestyle. And I think everybody needs more self-care right now. People are, are really, really stressed out. So I think people are definitely coming in for that kind of care as well. And luckily my business is considered essential. Um, so yeah. we've been able to stay open this whole time and people are coming in. We have all, you know, different safety measures in place now, but for the most part, I would say it's, it's actually been a blessing. It definitely has its challenges. Like I was saying to someone the other day that I've had a bunch of new patients during this time and I have no idea what the bottom half of their face looks like because we're all wearing masks. Right. Yeah. You know, so just something interesting like that. Like, you know, I don't like, it's going to be weird when we can all see each other's faces again. (laughs) But other than that, it's been great. And I, I really just did the Pilates, like the online Pilates and the online meditation kind of as I started it in the beginning of the COVID just as a way to reach out to my community. Cause I thought, Oh my God, like we're all going to be locked in our houses. Who knows for how long it was supposed to be two weeks, you know, but I just wanted to keep my community together in some way. And so honestly, I don't think I ever would have done the live meditations or the live Pilates classes had it not been for COVID. So that's one, one blessing in my life that kind of came out of it and I love doing them. So it's been really fun. I've done a couple of them on there, uh, just off of your off of your page. I've tagged. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I've tagged some of my friends that live in the Bay Area there that are looking. Yeah, at, you know, I have like, seen that. Yeah, they're like, well, we want to do you. this and that, but all the gyms are closed. I'm like, well, hey, I have this friend who does um, <laughs> who does virtual classes, so check it out. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, and it makes total sense what you were saying. You know, is like during during these rough times, people need. Uh, not only their mental health, but, you know, not only their physical health, but their mental health as well, you know, some meditation and things like that really help. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw this thing that says in terms of like wellness, it's like one of the things that you need to do is like laugh. They say like, if you laugh for like 10 minutes a day, like you burn so many calories and like it's sort of, it's good for your well being. Absolutely. And, and, you know, uh, (laughs) <laughs> for, the, for the people who listen to our podcast, I mean, that's really like what it is. I mean, we're all fans of the show. We've been fans for years and years. And it's like, we could just sort of like look at it. It's almost, it's escapism. It's like, you know, you just get to sit back. And the way I describe it is you just, if you just want to like sit back and forget about all of the, uh, all of your troubles, you know, not have a care in the world. It's like the whole point is you just want to sit down and be entertained for like 20 minutes and see like someone who can, someone who has a worse, who has the absolute worst <laughs> life than you, like who has, is, is in a worse situation than you. Like no matter how bad your situation is, I think the point of the show was they wanted to show, you know, people who had it even worse, you know, and with to, yeah. some, com- to some comedic effect. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know, even for us and our listeners, uh, this whole COVID era for the last uh, almost year now, has been like, well, you know, put it like, watch the show. Like, and I think what it is, is people maybe listen to our podcast and maybe they'll go back and like watch the episode and like, they just, it's like, oh, like laugh. Cause we, anytime we post an episode, like people post comments, they'll post, uh, you know, like a memorable, a memorable line or a memorable scene. And it's like that, that made me laugh or, you know what? Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that, like, you know, I was howling. <laughs> yeah, laughter is so important. It is so healing. I mean, it really, really is it's so important. And I think we all need more laughter right now. 
Definitely. Very underrated. Definitely. Mm. I I think that's about it. Uh, you know, again, I, just to repeat what we said in the beginning, uh, thank you for joining us. You're a very, My pleasure. You, you know, your, your character of Amber is very beloved amongst our fan base. It's, it's surprising you were only in four episodes because they were all very impactful and very memorable. I think I speak for everyone when I, when I say I, I wish, you know, your character of Amber would have, would have been um, in more than four, uh, but the four you're in are very memorable. And um, you're, uh, along with Griff, you're my favorite support character in the series. So <laughs> that's awesome. Thank um, you guys. <laughs> I remember watching your episodes first run. So I was 16 years old. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, I had uh, a a ritual. I, you know, if you don't, if you wanted to indulge me for one minute, every sure. Sunday, every Sunday night, like I used to drive my parents crazy because, like, I like if we were out, I had to be home because I had to watch the show, and That's I awesome. did it for eleven seasons. Wow! And I barely ever missed a Sunday. And if I did, like, you know, for some godforsaken reason, I always caught it in the uh, reruns. But all of your episodes I watched first run. And I mean, I remember, like, I, I can close my eyes and remember the room. Like, I, like I can like, like visualize exactly what was around me as I'm watching the show. So, wow. So this has really That's been awesome. a thrill for me. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And me too. Uh, me too. I almost called you Amber. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Me, me too, Juliet. Thank you. And thank you for describing that scene you were in there with, uh, with Bud, with David Faustino. That's, that's so funny that uh, that's your favorite scene because that's, that, that very seriously may be my favorite Bud Bundy scene in the whole series, just because it's, it's brilliant writing. And, you know, you and David Faustino in that scene were just great. The chemistry was great. And it's just, it's very memorable. It's very funny. It's, it's what I call certified comedy gold. So you guys are great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys. So to our Married with Children podcast fans and Married with Children fans, this is, it's Juliet Tablick. And as I said at the beginning, she is Dr. Juliet Tablick. <laughs> and you can visit her website, her business website at www.losgatoswellness.com. Go give her some love on her Facebook page and give her a like. And you can also search for Los Gatos Wellness and you should be able to find it pretty easily. Also, you should visit her YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for her name, Juliet Tablick, and subscribing to it and liking her videos. Again, you've been doing some very fairly regular updates, I'd say, the last year. We'll focus on meditation and Pilates. It's very uh, soothing. Uh, (laughs) And... uh, I'll just say, it's like, I have done the meditation. I haven't taken the plunge yet into Pilates, but maybe I'll do that this summer. <laughs> There's some gentle Pilates classes on there you could start with. <laughs> uh, Thank you guys so much for inviting me to do this. What a great trip down memory lane. And it's so cool that um, just the four episodes I was on was impactful to you guys. It's really neat. I had a great time doing it, so it's really fun. Thank you, guys. And thank you so much. This has really been like an honor and a thrill for both of us. My pleasure. So tune in next week when Chris and I are joined by special guest Alyssa when we review Season 9, Episode 5, Business Sucks. This is the first part of a two-part episode. When Al banishes a nursing mother for breastfeeding her baby in the shoe store, Marcy and Fang hold a protest against Gary's shoe store in order to have him lift the band.
So tune in next week. Same Bundy time, same Bundy channel. Well, I better get back. Um, Amber? Can I see you tomorrow? Yeah! We'll see. <laughs>